0: Lord Jesus, just thank you for Rachel. I thank you for her willingness to come and speak to us this morning. And I just pray that you'll speak your words through her. And I just ask that you will give us ears and hearts and minds that are open and receptive to what you have to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. today we're going to be uh, concentrating, continuing our um, Advent theme of peace and what this means for us. And I sort of um, titled it um, God's peace in the kind of nitty gritty and every day of life. And, and I just thought I'd want to share two uh, some thoughts from two passages. Um, both are very familiar passages. And as Ali said earlier, one of them is less familiar this time of year. Um, So we're going to start um, by um, looking at, first of all, looking at what it means. Um, When we do Bible studies, we've often looked at how it affects us, our head and our heart and our life. And last week, um, Kathy spoke about making peace with God and accepting him as your saviour. And this week, I want to talk about uh, what it means when God is what peace is in our life um, so if you just have a little look at these three things so in a head change so to understand what it means to have peace with God and to have God's peace in my life for a heart change it's a desire to hear his voice and to trust him in all circumstances in my life And life change, so the outworking of what we've learned today, is to be filled with his peace so I can bring peace to the world around me and have peace in my life. So we're just going to look at two passages. So the first one's really familiar. So Jensen, next slide. That would be great. Jensen's doing a great job. He's stepped in at the last minute. He's doing a fabulous job. Um, I'd like us to look at um, Isaiah um, 9 and verses 6 to 7. This is really familiar. Um, for us, for a child is born to us and a son is given, the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. I'm always astounded by those four statements about who Jesus is. Um, We're going to be obviously focusing on Prince of Peace, but I mean, amazing, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It just covers all areas of life, doesn't it? And sometimes we look at passages like this and we think, well, what on earth has this got to do with our life today? Um, I don't know about you. Um, I don't know whether you think the Bible's not particularly relevant today, that it's a bit of an old book um, and that it's a bit boring, it's a bit difficult to read. Some of you might be really familiar with certain passages. Um, but when you come to um, trying to put it into what life is today, how do we do that? And in the youth group, we've been looking, uh, we've been going through the Bible and we've been looking at how, we've asking two questions. And one is, what did it mean then? So the audience that it was uh, targeted at at that time. And then what does it mean for us now? And I've always found those really, really useful questions to ask. So we're going to ask that question about this passage and then in a minute, um, Psalm 23. Um, so, this passage in Isaiah was written at a time of great unrest. The two kingdoms, uh, Jewish kingdoms of Israel and Judah, were under attack. There was war, people had been displaced, uh, their land was taken away, businesses had failed, food was scarce, life was hard. They were desperately looking for a leader who could change their situation. Um, they were wanting somebody to come in, basically, and sort their life out. But this, was, this passage was, although it was related to a particular person, it was really a prophetic word speaking about Jesus coming um, and talking about how he would be someone who would come and bring peace to the world. They were looking for something to change their everyday life. They wanted their difficulties to go away Um, but that wasn't really what this was talking about. And it reminds me a little bit about today as well, because um, we live in a time of quite a lot of uncertainty. Um, There's a lot of unrest around the world. There is war, job losses, um, famine. Sometimes this is not necessarily relating to us, but we can see it around. We might be having difficulties in our own life. You might be going through something really hard at the moment. And... It doesn't seem a very peaceful world. Maybe you're not feeling particularly at peace at the moment. So what does this mean then, that 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 Jesus is the Prince of Peace? Um, Let's look at what the word means. So the word here is um, the Hebrew word called shalom, and we've often probably heard that quite a lot. Um, It doesn't mean being sitting still and being quiet. And peaceful and getting into that sort of Zen mode. It actually means wholeness and completeness. We are made whole or complete when we accept Jesus into our lives. And then he gives us his peace or his completeness and his wholeness in our everyday lives. It means that we lack nothing. Now, I don't know whether you um, feel like you've got something an area of your life where you're feeling a lack, it might be something physical, it might be something spiritual. But when we have that fullness and completeness, that's when we can then give that peace and bring peace to others around us and the world we live in. It doesn't mean that Jesus is going to take away those difficult things necessarily, which is Sometimes what we really want to happen, we're just like, will you just take that away? Will you give me, you know, I I need a change in this situation or I need more money or I need a a new job. Sometimes God takes us through a difficult period to teach us more about who he is and how he provides for us. Um, And this peace that we have and this understanding of what completeness means comes when we understand who Jesus is and what he does for us. So to help us understand this a little bit, we're going to look at Psalm 23. I love this psalm. Um, I think sometimes we can become a little bit familiar with it. Um, but I'm just going to read it through. And I'm just going to pull out a few little things that um, really spoke to me about this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. There's so much in there about God's provision and the overriding idea of having peace and completeness. So the first few verses introduce this idea of God being the good shepherd. And in Bible times, um, I don't know how many people know anything about shepherds or sheep. I don't know very much about them. But the job of the shepherd was to find the best places to allow the sheep to graze. Ultimately, they needed well-fed sheep. Um, And in Bible times, these were not nice little rolling hills with lovely fluffy little sheep on. They were really rugged and hostile territory often. And it was quite hard work to find really good places to graze. Um, There's also something else I didn't realise about sheep until I um, studied this, was that sheep don't like fast-running water. They're scared of it. They really terrified of it. So one of the jobs was you had to find somewhere which had nice, still, calm water. Um, the shepherds also had to be on the lookout and alert for any danger, for any raiders who were coming to take the sheep away, and also for sheep that would stray away. Um, we also need to understand what sheep are like, and I don't know about you. Sheep are very silly creatures. They... Um, tend to wander off. They sort of all follow each other and if one goes one way, they all go the other way. Um, The one thing they are really good at, though, is they do know their shepherd's voice really, really well. And as long as they are within the earshot of their shepherd, they will come. Uh, Because they know and they trust their shepherd, they know that he's going to bring them, or she could be a shepherdess, uh, are going to bring them to a place which has got good things which has got food and water and rest. So, do you know your shepherd? Do you know and listen to that shepherd's voice, um, to Jesus' voice? Um, also, in the New Testament, also picks up this theme that God, um, that Jesus is the good shepherd. So the two things I want to think about in, in this psalm is that. The first thing is the shepherd really, really knows his sheep, or her sheep. He knows what they need. He knows how to give it to them. Um, There are two words here, that he leads and he guides. So leading is um, he's taking me somewhere to give me rest, to provide a place of refreshment. You know times when we're feeling really just too much is going on, uh, there's a lot going on in the world, there's a lot going on in my life, and I'm feeling sort of very stressed and, and worked up. When I purposefully stop and ask God and re- to remind me that he is with me, I have that sense of peace, and I get that refreshment. It, there might be complete chaos going around me, and I know that. I'm a mother of four children. I do know. Um, and, but God can give us that peace, and he can give us that completeness, he can give us that restoration that we need physically, but also deep down in our soul. And I also need to trust that the places he takes me are where I need to go. Um, I'm not going to be that sassy sheep that decides, like, I know where I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go that way, and the shepherd's like going, no, this way, come on, this is what you need. Sometimes we think we know what we need, but actually God has a different idea, and it's kind of Trying to guide us in a different direction. So be tuned in to what the shepherd's doing. Um, I I also like this word for lie down. I always used to think it was a bit of a funny word where it says um, that he makes the shepherd, he makes the sheep lie down. It sounded a bit like. You are forced to lie down, and you've got to lie down here, and this is where you're going to go. And actually, it's not doesn't mean that at all. Um, I might say it very wrong, but I think it, it says uh, the word is yavasini, which means to lie down as if you are stretched out and in a complete and utter state of relaxation. So it implies the sheep, when they're lying down in that place, that they're totally trusting the shepherd. They're not worrying about whether there are wolves coming over or there are raiders coming over. They're just chilling out and lying down. And so there's this idea that we need to learn to trust God in our circumstances. And to do that sort of in, metaphorically, stretching out, lying down, trusting that God knows what he's, he's got it in control. He knows everything that's going on in your life. The the second word that he uses is to guide. And this is more like that that Jesus will take us to, through places. Um, It says right paths. And also sometimes when we have difficult times. So when I'm going through something that's difficult, I can trust in Jesus because he is with me his rod and his staff, which talk about protection and they talk about comfort. Um, I haven't got time to go into those today, but they were definitely um, things that the shepherd had to keep the sheep on the right path. So that's all about being the shepherd. Now, it's quite funny because the psalm then sort of switches and stops talking about shepherds and something completely different. But it's all tied into this idea of peace and trust. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I always used to find this really strange line. I could not work it out. It's like, why why would I have to sit down with all these people looking at me? Don't like that. But I want you to think metaphorically here. The table here is talking about the thoughtful presentation of a lavish banquet. That would be what a king would expect. So we're talking groaning tables Absolutely everything. It's not just any old spread, but the best of everything. and an overabundance of it. First of all, we you know, where is it prepared? It is prepared for me, where I can see it, in front of me, right in front of my eyes. So I can't miss it. Okay, so God has given you everything you need and it's right in front of your eyes. You just need to open your eyes and have a look. What is it that he's given me? What does he give me every day? What abundance is he giving me every day? And this might be something physical, it could be spiritual. Um, Also mentions the table being prepared in the front of my enemies. Now, I had a little look up this word because I was feeling, I was trying to work out what it was meaning. And the Hebrew word here that David uses isn't the normal word that you would use for an enemy that you're kind of fighting against. It's um, a word that means a person who is giving you poor advice. Somebody who's causing you to go in the wrong direction So instead of um, following God's voice and listening to his counsel, you're being misdirected. And I thought that was quite interesting. So these two phrases together remind us of how God and God alone is all we need and should be all we need. He's provided everything that we need and we need to be careful to, list, to see who we are listening to. What are we listening to that is telling us that we should have peace? Is it God or is it somebody else? Is it the world around me? And there, there are lots of things to make us feel peaceful and I know that because I like having times of calm. And you know, for me, it's like sitting down, having a cup of tea and just pausing and thinking about things or having a bit of peace and quiet. That's fine, but it's where do I go to get my core peace every day. And it is God who can bring that and only God who can bring completeness. The last bit, uh, the verse, talks about being anointed. And I love this word, anointed. And it's a beautiful word, um, and It means to remove the ashes from the head. And ashes in the Bible often refer to mourning or sin. And and it's talking about how God um, has removed that and is uh, pouring the oil which was talking about an acceptable offering so in the bible it's all about um, the old testament was all about offering um, something for the wrong that we'd done but this is God giving generously and our cup as a result is overflowing so our life what we have in us is completely and utterly saturated just this idea of this this continuous pouring out. He doesn't stop. It's continuously pouring out. The goodness he has for us doesn't just go, oh, I think you need a bit of goodness now. No, it's a continuous pouring out. I lack absolutely nothing. I want you to, to really get a hold of that. We lack absolutely nothing. You might feel that you lack something, but God has given you everything that you need to live in this life. How do we know this? Um, God's goodness and love will follow us also found this a bit of a funny one why is God following me it's a bit it feels a bit funny but no it's it's relentlessly pursuing us he does not leave you on your own you might feel abandoned sometimes you might feel that you know you've prayed and God hasn't answered you've tried to trust God and he hasn't seemed to come through you've you're praying the same thing and it doesn't seem to change anything but God is still there he's right with you he pursues us he relentlessly pursues us in a loving way not in a like you will do what I tell you to do so what should my response be my response and I love that the song before was very much about this that I should dwell in the house of the Lord forever Dwelling means to sit down and to remain. It's not flitting in and out. It means I'm going to come where God is. I'm going to choose to be in that place where God is. Um, it doesn't mean that the things around us are going to go away. It doesn't mean that our difficulties are going away. I've been, and I'm sure you have been through many times in my life where I've gone, God, please take that away. I don't think I can deal with it. And He hasn't done that. But what He has done is He's reminded me of His presence. And I love the um, reminder at Christmas of Emmanuel, God with us. That's such a beautiful name that Jesus was given, God with us. He provides, he protects, he walks with me, he lavishes me with everything I need and relentlessly pursues me with his goodness and love. Just to end, we're just going to have one more slide. Um, and I had, I'm not very good with um, doing sort of um, acronyms, so if you do the next slide, Jensen. Brilliant. So what I've done is I've done an acronym to try and help you to remember what I've said today about Psalm 23. The first one is the P. God provides. He never gives up on us and never leaves us lacking. Okay? So it might not be what you think you are lacking, but God gives you what you need in this situation. Emmanuel, so E for the, the Emmanuel, God is with us. He is with me in all circumstances. And I don't need to be afraid because my shepherd is right beside me. Just remember that when you're feeling that you are, that things are going on, just remind you, God is with me, Emmanuel. Um, A, accept. There are times when I need to choose. I need to choose to accept that the place he takes me are right for me. And when I do this, I can find peace in my situation. So it might be just going, okay, God, this situation hasn't changed. What do you want me to see in this situation? What do you want me to pray into this situation? And choose to see what God is trying to do. See, center. I need to learn to dwell in his presence more to put him first in my life. This is so hard, it, especially when we're busy, when things are going on and things are on our mind. Just try and think. Um, I used to do, a long time ago, Pilates, and one of the things they talked about was the core strength, your centre, really concentrating on it. And if Jesus is the centre of my life, the first thing I go to, the first place I go to, then I am going to be learning how to dwell in his presence. And then E, endless knowing that um, he never stops providing, he never stops protecting, walking with me, lavishing me with everything he knows I need and relentlessly pursuing me with his goodness and love. So my prayer at this time is that you would know more of God's peace in your life, that it wouldn't just be head knowledge, that it would become heart knowledge and that as a result, that this would spill over into the world that you live in and that you can show others what it means to have peace in the middle of whatever's going on in your life, in the nitty-gritty of life. We're going to have a time of worship now, but if you... I want you to think, you know, where are you with God? First of all, do you know him as your saviour? What circumstances do you need peace in? And... Uh, Is there anything that you need prayer for?